Matthew, the 27th chapter, from verses 62 to 66, the NIV, New International Version. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. <sighs> Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and they made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Bible before breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Kunko here. So these people are relentless, absolutely relentless. They don't give up. So, so many things have happened, so many. Um, by this time, Judas has hung himself. By this time, Jesus has been crucified. And because the next day after Jesus had been killed was the Sabbath, they immediately had to bury him on Friday. So, John 19 from verse 38 tells us that after all this, so after all that happened with Jesus, Jesus had been killed. Joseph of Arimathea, he was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, because he was intimidated by the Jews, petitioned Pilate to take the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So Joseph came and took the body. Nicodemus, who had first come to Jesus at night, came now in broad daylight carrying a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. And they took Jesus' body, and following the Jewish burial custom, they wrapped it in linen with the spices. And there was a garden near the place he was crucified, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been placed. So because it was Sabbath preparation, that's Friday, for the Jews, and the tomb was convenient, they placed Jesus in it. So now this is... John's version, an account of this story, but um, I think Matthew also tells us um, who actually owned the tomb was Joseph of Arimathea, and it was a tomb that had been carved out of a rock, and a gardener was there tending it. So these two rich men, after Jesus had been killed, they were men of influence, men of power, they went to Pilate and requested the body, and of course Pilate gave them permission to do with the body as they pleased. And so they took the body and they buried it. Now on Sabbath morning, the Jews and the Pharisees and Sadducees, the leaders went to Pilate and said, you know what? You still need to seal this tomb. The guy is dead. Can you guys give it a rest? No. They insist that if the tomb is not sealed, that the disciples will go there and they will seal the body. And then they would lie that Jesus had risen from the dead. And so they were given permission and Jesus had been placed in this grave and the tomb was now sealed and it had guards stationed at the tomb. Interesting. This was Satan ensuring that his victory remained a victory. And I laugh because 
This is how he deals with our lives. He thinks that when he has put us in a situation that is too hard, he has put us in a place that we can't seem to find a way out of, he now tries to tighten the noose again, thinking that there's no way out. I mean, Jesus was already dead and he had been buried. So they had anointed his body because he died on a Friday and the next day was a Sabbath and they were not allowed to do anything on the Sabbath. Interesting enough, they could go to Pilate and ask for this tomb to be sealed, but that's story for another day. And Jesus had been buried, so they wanted to make sure he stayed buried. And that somehow is what Satan does. He wants to make sure that there's no way out for you. He thinks that when you are down, he should hit you more. But let me tell you one thing I've learned about God. He's the unlimited God. There's nothing you can do to hold God down. When God has set his heart on doing something, if God has made up his mind to bless you, it is the irrevocable blessing. If a blessing has been spoken over you, you are irrevocably blessed. Nothing can change that. Nothing can stop that. If God has set his heart on rescuing you from a situation, there's nothing Satan or anybody else can do about it. And so in this situation, it seemed like there was no hope. The people were crying. They had buried Jesus. They had given up. But before Jesus died, he had said to them that in three days, after three days, he would rise again. And so they made the law that the stone must be sealed until the third day to make sure that there were no shortcuts. Let me tell you the funny thing is that every time Satan thinks that he's making the situation worse, he's only making the testimony better. That's a good place right there to shout hallelujah. Because over time, he has always, always made a big fool of himself by making the situation more difficult. Every time Satan tries to mess up our lives, it only gives God an opportunity to give us a bigger testimony. So this weekend, it's Easter weekend. I want you to take time and look over your life and the things that you think are impossible. Because this seems to be an impossible situation. Not only was Jesus dead, he was buried, wrapped up, and in this situation, the tomb was sealed. So a big stone had been rolled, and not only was that stone rolled over, they had put a seal on it, and they had set guards and soldiers at the tomb, meaning that even if Jesus were to rise from the dead, he would need somebody to help unwrap him. Remember, at the time when Jesus rose, raised Lazarus from the dead, he said, loose him and let him go. So people had to help Lazarus out of his, his burial clothes. Jesus was wrapped. So if Jesus had even somehow been raised from the dead, somehow unwrapped himself, he wouldn't be able to roll that stone away from within. Even if he could, there was a seal. If the seal had been broken, there had to be an explanation. And even if they had been able to roll away the seal, break it, there were soldiers there. So Satan was making the situation as difficult as he possibly could. Things are going bad and it seems like they're getting worse. Just watch out. God is gearing up for a very big miracle. And that's the thing that I love about Easter. It gives us hope. If Jesus can break that seal, he can definitely break the seal over your life. 
if Jesus can raise himself up and somehow come out of that tomb with all of the many obstructions, I guarantee you that he can make a way in your life. And that's the God we serve. The one who makes a way where there is no way. He makes a way. He finds rivers in the desert. He makes plain ground in wildernesses. Listen, no matter how bad the situation is, we have a God who will fix it. So I know that there's a seal that has been placed over your life, but that seal is broken today in the name of Jesus. I want you to settle into all the amazing things that Jesus has done for us in this season. Go back and read the entire story from the entry into Jerusalem to the point where they thought it was over because not only had he died, not only had he been buried, but his seal had been placed over him with guards watching over it. Listen, it is only going to make the announcement bigger. This thing will not be the end of you. It is to bring God glory. Just the same way that Sunday morning will bring about the biggest glory ever in history. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo.